All right, let's do it. Um, if you have your Bible, go ahead and open up to Luke chapter 12 and Matthew chapter 6. If you would join me in going unplugged. Boom. Got insurance. Got ins- Otterbox, baby. That's not a sponsorship. Other, other cases work too. We're good. Um, Luke chapter 12 and then save your spot and then go to Matthew chapter 6. It's already cracked, so I just throw it now. It's all good. It's, it's liberating when you already clack your, crack, clack your phone. Mm, 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 mm. He's about to talk for 20 minutes. All right. Okay, here we go. 20 minutes. Y'all can make it. It's less than a, than a Netflix episode with no commerciales. All right, here we go. So last week, last week, um, we talked about... Who could tell me what we talked about? We used this rope right here. Who could tell me? Abel. Okay, good. Could you help me in here? Would you take this? And then just walk that way? Go right behind Annette. Annette, raise your hand. There you go. And we're just going to pretend it keeps going. Yeah. But you don't have to stand back there the whole time. Janae, even though you graciously did that last time, I thought, well, I guess you didn't have to stand the whole time. <laughs> All right, so we said that, um, yeah, that's good. You can just drop it. Yeah, and then you're good. Thank you so much. All right, so we said that this rope right here represents our existence. And you're right, Abel. We said that, that this red part right here represented our time here on earth. Oh, and one more thing about the rope that we said was that we have to pretend that this rope doesn't get tangled just seven feet into the illustration, uh, but the rope keeps on going, and it goes through the wall, through the next wall, keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, past 610, past the beltway, past 99. I'm using these because I know all of you drive, and so this is very, it, it, it speaks to you, uh, and it keeps going, and then it wraps around the earth, and then it comes back, and then it keeps going. So what we were saying is this is our existence, and our existence never ends. But we also said that what we do in this red part right here determines our existence for the rest of time. And we know this. We also talked about last week when the, the Bible actually says that, that God put eternity or this, this idea of eternity into the heart of man. And basically that means that we are all, all hardwired. It's in our hard drive. We are created to know that there is something after this life right here. And that's a question that man has been trying to answer for a very, very long time. And Jesus comes by and he answers that for us. He not only answers it, but he is the answer. All right. Um, so we talked about that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build off that a little bit more tonight. I'm going to take that one step further, okay? I'm going to take it one step further, and I'm going to use cacti. That's the plural of cactus because I used to say cactuses, and then someone corrected me. I felt in, very insecure about my plural of cactus, so now I always say cacti if there's more than one cactus. There's a, there's a tip trivia for you right there. That was free. Okay, um, raise your hand if you've ever seen the cinematic masterpiece that is Moana. 
Yes, okay. All right, if you saw it the first time and you were like, eh, that was pretty meh, hey, I'm with you. I feel you. I saw it the first time. I had such high expectations. I was like, this is going to be amazing. This is going to change my life. And I was like, mm, that was all right. But I went to um, Hawaii. There's a little thing there before the last eye. That was also free. Hawaii. And then I was like, what am I going to do on this eight-hour plane ride on the way home? And I was like, watch Moana, because that's like Hawaii-ish. I found out it's not even Hawaii. It's Polynesia, but it's all good. Um, but they did a really good job with like how those islands work, and it, and it looked very, very similar. If you ever wondered, if you ever seen the movie, and you're like, why is, why is there a chicken always with her? Like, why is there this chicken that keeps running into walls, right? That's because they're everywhere on the island if you've ever been. They just roam free. They just roam free. Um, did the, why did the chicken cross the road? Crossed my mind way too many times that it should have on a vacation. So anyways, there's this character that is my wife's favorite character in the movie. And his name is Tamatoa. Does anybody know who Tamatoa is? You do. You just don't know his name. What, what's his, what is he? He's a crab, he's, he's big, and he's, and he's decorated, like a, like a military. No, yeah, he has that song, Shiny, that will stick in your head forever. All right, Tamatoa is this huge crab. Huge crab. Side note, he's actually a coconut crab, and they're real, and they're, they, they average to be three feet long. So I'm just saying. This, this movie gets more real the more I look into it. But anyways, all right, Tamatoa. All right, we're back here. Guys, I go on rabbit trails all the time, so y'all got to help me get back into it. All right, so Tamatoa is, he's got all these, like, teeth. It, it looks weird. He's nasty. And uh, if you know it, if, you, if you've seen the movie, the main character and Maui, or The Rock, go to this cave. Sounds like a Mad Lib. They go to this cave, and they see this pile of gold, and it's and it's shiny, and, and it looks amazing, and, uh, and Moana's like, okay, yeah, I'll go in there. Well, Maui's fish hook that gives him powers is on top of the crab's, like, gold mound thing, and, like, all you got to do is climb up there and get it, and she goes in there, and all of a sudden, it's like, boom, and that mound of gold was the crab's back, or shell, or whatever the term is for that. I don't know. I've gone this long in my life without knowing, and I'm okay. But that whole mound is his back, and what he does is he collects all this stuff. And granted, it's shiny, and it's nice, and it's gold, but that's what he does with his life is he sits in his cave alone, and he just wants to collect stuff, and then that's it. And the very last part of the movie, if you're like me, I always stick around for the credits because Disney's really good at Easter eggs which is just like hints from other movies. But anyways, the very last thing that we see of Tamatoa, or this, this monster crab, is he's, he's on his back and he can't get up. Um, and if you pay attention, he's like, <laughs> he actually says, I bet if my name was Sebastian, I had a cool Jamaican accent, you'd help me out. Referencing Little Mermaid. It was so cool. Um, I felt so cool when I noticed that. Um, but he's on his back and... You think, well, it might be hard to, to, to get over and, and be upright anyways, but it's even, it's even more difficult because of all of the stuff on his back is so heavy because he just collects and collects and collects and collects. It makes him feel good. It makes him feel like he has value. When he has these things, it makes him feel like he has worth. 
and, and really it, it, it eats at him. If you know, like, he loved talking about himself and, and that he was just all about himself and, and collecting these things. And that ended up, I mean, that was the last we saw of him. And it, 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 he kind of lived like this sad life a little bit. It, it's like Moana and Maui, they defeat him and they move on. But you think about Tomato a little bit. I don't know if it's just me, but I'm just feeling for this coconut crap here. He's just stuck on his back. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you kind of did it to yourself a little bit. But he, he's, he's collecting all these things and he's just so obsessed with it. And, and if you think about it, a lot of times our culture tells us to do the same thing. It tells us to, hey, hey, get this, or you need this, or you need this. Think about every commercial in the world says, hey, you're not happy, but if you buy my thing that I'm selling you, it'll make you happy. And then next year, they come out with basically the same product with something a little bit different about it and say, hey, that thing last year, that was okay, but it's not making you happy. You need this thing right here. Gets me every time. I buy the new Madden every single time. I'm not dumb. It's the same thing. No, but seriously, that, that, is, that is marketing, that is commercials. There's a license plate out there that, I don't know if it's a, no, it wasn't a license plate because you can only have like seven letters. It was a bumper sticker. I was close. Bumper sticker said this. Him who, uh, him who ends with the most toy, he who has the most toys at the end of life wins. And it it was like a nice, like, convertible Porsche, like something really cool. And it's he who has the most toys at the end of life wins. And you're thinking, toys, that's dumb. That's like McDonald's stuff. Well, what he's talking about is what? He's talking about probably the thing he's driving, probably a nice house, probably a bunch of, like, really nice things that aren't necessarily bad within themselves. But what he's saying is that is his goal. That is his success in life. And guys, we're thrown that at all the time, all the time. That's what we're told. Man, they don't have this. Man, they don't have this. I have this, and they don't have this. Oh, man, that person has this. Their life must be awesome. Man, if I just had this, I would never ask for anything else in my life because that's all I need. And then you get it, and you open it on Christmas morning, and you're bored by that night. The things that you will ask for this Christmas morning will be in your garage sale next year. Seriously, should do garage sales, make a little money. But that's what culture throws at us all the time. Our world. But here's the thing. We have the choice between pouring into or investing into things that are within this, things that are earthly, things that are temporary, things that go away, Whenever we pass on, or we can invest in that which never ends. Never ends. That doesn't mean things that will eventually go away one day. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily bad within themselves. But if you're living for those things and then they end, then what? I want to look at two uh, passages um, in the Bible. The first one is in Luke chapter 12, starting in verse 16. Luke chapter 12, starting in verse 16, says, Then he told him a story. It says, A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, What should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and I'll build bigger ones. 
And then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and I'll say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now, take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. Verse 20. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then, then, who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. A person is a fool who stirs up earthly wealth, the red, but does not have a rich relationship with God. The guy in this parable is like Tamatoa. You see, the guy in this parable was saying, man, I got to get all this stuff. Man, I, I, I have too much stuff that actually that I need. I need to build bigger barns and just have all of this stuff. And God's saying, then what are you going to do with it? <laughs> what are you going to do with it? You're going to pass on and you can't take any of it with you. But see, this guy was putting his security in his stuff instead of putting his security in the Savior. Because he was saying, if I have all this stuff, then I'll be good. And it's not bad to want to feel secure and safe. That's a natural human instinct. That's a natural desire. God, God gave us that because he himself is our eternal security. But he's just putting it in the wrong things, things that go away. But when I say pouring into things, pouring into earthly things or, or pouring into heavenly things, what do I mean by pouring into Putting your life in it? Okay, good. Samantha, what else? What does that mean by that? Like, break that down a little bit. Yeah. Investing time? Okay, good. Yes. Yep. Spending like your whole time doing it or maybe too much time doing it or something like that. Maybe money. Maybe energy. Maybe emotion. All of these things that God's saying, hey, man, like, that's going to end one day. That has a place and a purpose. But man, this, this stuff goes on. What about the stuff that makes a ripple into eternity? What about the stuff that's actually going to matter once you get to heaven? Nobody's talking about what they drove. Nobody's talking about what job they had. Nobody's talking about how many followers they had. Nobody's, nobody's talking about their fashion. Nobody's talking about what sports they played. Like, nobody's talking about any of that stuff in heaven. Because in heaven, we have no wants. There's no such thing as a desire. There's nothing going, ooh, am I missing out? Is there something else? There's something lacking. There is none of that. Because all those things, every time we feel like we lack, or every time we feel like we need something else, or every time we feel like we need more, God is that thing. Whether that, that boils down to joy, that boils down to peace, that boils down to love, that boils down to faith, whatever that is, God is the source of all of these good things. And he is right there in front of us. There will be no lack. Go ahead and flip over to Matthew chapter 6 if you save that. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 19. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal but instead store up your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Listen to this. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also 
be. It's exactly what the guy in the last parable was doing. He was storing up treasures here on earth. He, he was putting his security and his hope in things, even though they would eventually go away one day. And once those things are removed, then what do you have? But God's saying, man, I, I, I never end. We, don't, we talked about last week, man, we don't know if we have tomorrow. Those kids, we said this last week, those kids in Florida didn't know that was going to be their last breakfast. As sad as that is, God doesn't owe us tomorrow. Life is a gift. But he does offer us eternal life. And that's much more important. Here. What does it mean to store your treasures in heaven? Somebody take a swing at it. Yeah. Okay, yep. Going off of that last passage, yep, to have that rich relationship with God, good. What else do y'all think that means? What does it mean to, to store up treasures in heaven? Does it mean money? Faith, okay. Good. Okay. Um... So the Bible never actually specifically says what those exact things are as far as those treasures. It doesn't say, hey, it's this item or it's this item. And if you're like me, I kind of like to know specifics a little bit. I like to know what I'm walking into a little bit. But then I was thinking, man, I kind of liked it. We didn't get into specifics. Because then I might be tempted to go after those things instead of going after God. Because then I might be tempted to think, oh man, man, if I just get to heaven, man, I'll get to have this. I'll get to have this. And I'll be so obsessed with all these shadows that I forget to look at the substance. I'd be so obsessed with all this creation that I'd forget to look at the creator. I'd be so obsessed with all these things and miss the one who gave it all. James, may I have your help? Would y'all give it up for James? Plays music. Even though he's a Yankees fan, we still love him. We still love him. That's okay. So because I don't, I was going to use flowers, but because I don't have flowers, I'm going to use some cactus and then this furry cactus right here. It's kind of weird, I know, but it's okay. All right. Did you hold this for me? You're the man. All right. So this right here, Oh, actually? Okay. Okay. I didn't practice that, so that was that was first cut right there. Raw, unedited footage. So this is going to these right here, we're gonna pretend these are just the exact same thing. We have the opportunity. God gives us the choice on what we can on what we can pour into, thank you, on what we can pour into. What we said pouring was, that was our time, that was our energy, that was our emotion, it was our faith, it was our trust, all these things, on what we can pour into. Yeah, okay, making sure I got those right. <laughs> that, could, that could be bad. All right, so on whatever we pour into, whether we pour into 
just earthly things, meaning, man, if I just get this, then I'll be satisfied. If I can just get with, if I could just date this person, then I'd be satisfied. If I can just go to this college, if I can just get these grades, if I can just make this team, if I can just be in this group of friends, it would all be good. That would be earthly things. And you're going, man, all that heaven stuff? That's what old people do, man. I'm not worried about that yet. Trying to be young and dumb, right? Trying to make all my mistakes now, right? Great plan. Not really. It sounds terrible. And you don't worry about that. So I poured everything that I had into earthly stuff that will one day go away. Okay? See what I got. Whoa, look how they grew. Look at that. Look at all my earthly stuff. Y'all just roll with me. This is all I had, okay? I just have a lot of cacti in my office. Thank you. Thank you. It's even fuzzy. You think it would be spiky, but it's not. It's fuzzy. Actually, it's spiky when you press down more. Okay. So here it is, man. I got the best job. I got the best car. I'm with the person I want to be with. All these good things. I got all the followers on Instagram and Twitter. Everybody wants to be my friend. Man, this heaven stuff, man, I wouldn't worry about that at all. And I'll do that later. But the thing is, the more we put that off, the more we put that off, the harder it is to hear God. The Bible talks about our, our hearts getting hardened. The more that not only do we believe the lies, but now the enemy has tricked us so much, and we've just been feeding on that and feeding on that, that now lies to us, that's our truth. Even though it's not true, we think it's true. And so now it's backwards. Man, we haven't been in the Word. We haven't been in the Bible in so long. And we haven't been talking to God in so long. And we haven't been around other believers in so long. Man, we don't even know up from down. We don't know what the Bible says. We don't know what's true. And we just go off just whatever the next thing is. And the thing is, is whatever is here and whatever is here doesn't matter. Whatever is on this side goes away. Whatever is on this side, it goes away. And this right here, I, I didn't water this cactus, and so it died. And why, I, and why I held on to it, I don't know. Maybe it was for this moment, and God was leaving it for this moment. I don't know. Or maybe it's because I'm lazy. I don't know. So, and this, we, we never poured into this. And so this cactus just shriveled up and died. And that's what we have to show for on the heavenly side. But if I do it the other way around, and you're like, yeah, man, I have, yeah, I have a great job. Yeah, I have money. I'm, I'm married to the girl that I love. Yeah, I mean, I have all these great things, but guess what? That's not my hope. Guess what? That doesn't satisfy my soul. But guess what? That doesn't save me. Those things are good gifts, but they themselves are not the end. Those things are shadows and not the substance. They're the creation and not 
the Creator. Those things are meant for us to enjoy, but ultimately give thanks back to God for the good giver. But if I have it backwards, right, then at the end of the time, remember what happens to stuff on this side? At the end of the red on the rope, it goes away. It goes away. This right here goes away. And this is all we have left. Because this right here runs out. Right? It runs out. And then what we have is just the rest of this, and it keeps going, and it keeps going, and it keeps going, and it keeps going, and it keeps going. But man, if I've been storing up treasures in heaven, then that's something to live for. That's not something that I invested in. That's not something that I I spent my time doing. That's not something that I spent my energy and my emotion. It's not something that I got very excited about, and it's not something that I wept over. It's not something that any of these things that that goes away. It, It wasn't all for nothing. The Bible says that anything that you do for the Lord is never in vain, but God uses it all. He uses it all. And I'm going to close it up with this. C.S. Lewis, he wrote, um, his fiction was good. He wrote The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe series, which is really good. His nonfiction, in my opinion, is like 20 times better. And not to say his fiction was bad. His fiction was great. He was a really, really good writer. Um, and, And he didn't become a believer until way later in his life. And he wrote this. All that is not eternal is eternally useless. All that is not eternal is eternally useless. So he's saying, hey man, if it doesn't cross over into that, if it doesn't keep going onto the rest of the rope, he's going, what's the point? It's eternally useless. Why would I put my hope into that at all? So how do I store up treasures in heaven? First, it's our relationship with Christ. It's surrendering and going, yeah, God, I don't really know what I'm doing, and I'm not very good at this whole life thing. Uh, Can you take over? (laughs) I'm going to follow you. You created life, so I'm going to follow you now. How do I store up treasures in heaven? Here's a good way to think of it. Whenever you go to do something, wherever you're in a situation, It's to think, is this going to make a heavenly, an eternal, or an everlasting impact on someone's life? Is this going to make an everlasting impact on someone's life? Is this going to matter in heaven? Am I showing this person God's love? Am I showing this person God's peace, God's joy, God's forgiveness? If that answer is yes... It's a pretty good start on how to store up treasures in heaven. Would you pray with me? Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray that the truth of God's word is both encouraging and uplifting to you. If you'd like more information about our church, service times, or locations, or if you have a question about what you heard today and you want to connect with someone, I want to encourage you to visit us on our website at championforest.org. Have a great day and God bless.